No, man, it's cool seeing uh, your heroes, uh, you know, turn into pieces of shit. It's really cool. It's a lot of fun. I really like it. I really like everyone I've ever respected uh, just coming out as just a dog sh- dog turd. I yeah. love it. I love it so much. It's my favorite thing. I love it. I love people that I, I respect doing their field <laughs> coming out as a masturbator who won't let somebody leave a room. That's really cool. I love that. I love waking up to that, actually. <laughs> it's, a, it's a perfect... Uh it's a perfect start to your day. Jesus. I, I I like Kevin Spacey. I like his body of work. Most of it. Same here. And and I love Louis C.K. He's like my favorite comedian. Yeah. I do, he's my second favorite comedian. If my first com- favorite comedian... Boy, I told you last week. If, if I find out that Brian, Brian Regan. Regan has like raped anyone or like... Held anyone hostage with his dick. I just, I don't know. I just don't. I think I'll give up on life. Yeah, I kind of feel the same about uh, the opposite of uh, Jeff Dunham's puppets. If I find out they haven't raped anybody, right? then uh, then we've got problems. Yeah, Jesus. Man, I just don't even. This whole thing, this whole Hollywood thing, just, ugh. It's, it's just, it's gotten to be almost too much. It's kind of. Every day is somebody new. Like I, I, I constantly like thinking like I'm gonna wake up and what's gonna be on my Twitter feed? You <laughs> see, see somebody's name come up with the news and you're like, God, did they? Did they? I hope they died. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah. Hi. Hey everybody. Boy, I, I, I was really excited. I'll give you a little here. Tonight. Hello. It's like a ghost. Yeah. Scary ghost. Welcome to the show, everybody. Uh. Wow. Good evening. Wow. We do record get... this in the evenings. That's one of the things that's different from the original Basement Boys, aside from the, the PM episodes. The PM. Also, we're not in a basement any longer, so not that's kind of different. That is different, yeah. It's like more like the Garage Boys, but that's too much you know, of a Shop change. Boys. Shop Boys. But, uh, I think that's a, a band of African Americans, though, so I don't that, think that quite yeah, works. We well. don't need to. <laughs> I'm not going to try to step on their toes. Right, yeah. I don't want to step on that shop boys fan base. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Uh, wow. What episode is this? This is four. <sighs> we're, we're sitting down for the fourth. Well, fit, well geez. If you count the um, Stranger Show, we're sitting down for the sixth time. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't actually part of the Stranger Show. I think I yelped in at one point during the episode, but... Um, that's, uh, a piece that we're working on. It's still kind of, uh, we've run into a couple bumps along the way, but it's, those are coming. They Episode are. recaps are coming for season two. The season is out there. People haven't seen it. I, our good friend, Mark from, uh, previous basement boys, Marco, mm-hmm. he hasn't finished watching the first season of Stranger oh, wow. Things. So, I mean, he's, he's not listened to that episode for that or for that's to our hey, first episode for if, that if reason. you if you have not listened to if you have not watched stranger things do not listen to that first episode yet uh, i threw a disc i threw a spoiler disclaimer okay, good, at the head yeah. of it and then also if you haven't finished season two when we start posting those episodes don't listen to those yeah that'd be stupid do not do it because we're going to spoil the whole thing what's well, going to be all spoilers. they'll be titled stranger show episodes it's not like you're and we're not coming in going the demigorgon killed that's not how we're starting each no. episode, but no. 
but they they will ultimately all lead to heartbreak if you've listened, if you have not watched that show. <laughs> uh, and that's with the very talented Wyatt, your son. Yeah, he's he, gonna uh, be he's gonna be way better than us at this. Oh, he is. He's well on his to way. surpass. Yeah, anything that we can do at this point, and you know, his technology will be better too. I'm I'm excited that he has this you know, has these kind of opportunities that you know yeah. weren't afforded to me until I was like 28. Right. Yeah. So, for sure. Wow. Late 20s. Boy. Here we go. Now I'm in my late 30s. That's kind of scary. Yeah. Anyway. Wow. God. Yeah. Weird. Way to bring the mood down. Yeah. Well, I'm done. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take a walk. All right. Hey, check out this loaded gun I have. <laughs> <laughs> well, the gun's so cool. <laughs> Let's just kill ourselves here. <laughs> Together. <laughs> All right. Uh, but one thing we didn't mention on the last episode that uh, you said before that made me laugh. I've actually thought about my way back home. Um, did you take the kids to Scary Wood? I did take the kids to Scary Wood. How was it? <laughs> how, how was Scary Wood? Um, have you been? No, I've never. You've ever never been. been. Um, it was fun. We uh, for people that don't live in the area, Scary Woods a uh, Scary Wood is the Silverwood theme park that's open during the summer and then during the fall month, like a month and a half in the fall. I yeah. think they they shut everything down. And re- well, not everything gets shut down, but they they scary things up. They make it basically. It's like going to a giant haunted house. There's yeah. like, but there's walk through stuff that you walk through like uh, different mazes of things. There was That's one cool. that was like uh, total darkness. Oh wow! And that one kind of we came out of that one, and I was like to the kids, and they and they laughed very audibly because yeah. they're nine and eleven, so they think. Anything I say is hilarious. Right, yeah. Um, For Enjoy that way you can. But I, I go, total darkness, more like total disappointment. <laughs> and, they loved it. Yeah, only I say it a little more in a, in a more dry tone, more similar right. to what you're used to hearing from yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Like kind of total darkness, more like total disappointment. <laughs> and then I turn to them, I'm like, just like you guys. <laughs> and then oh, they cry and I have to <laughs> console them. <laughs> I that was a M Night Shyamalan <laughs> ending to that, yeah. that story. No, the, the reason why I'm bringing that up is because you, when you had mentioned you were taking them, you said something that made me oh. laugh about. Um, <laughs> and I wanted to talk about about my sh- having to take them, about having to take them because because you promised them, yeah, during the summer that you're going to take them, At and some- you and you didn't want them to ultimately like Menendez you. <laughs> I didn't want that being one of the many reasons. (laughs) One of the many reasons that they Menendez you is because you promised to take them to Scarywood and never took them. Right. And then they kill you. (laughs) God damn it. That made me laugh. I was driving. I was actually driving home. I was like, oh, no, I wanted to talk about that. (laughs) That was funny. All right. But yeah, it was uh, we did have fun. Cameron threw up on the we my kids get car sick. Oh, okay. So he threw up in the, the we have like these hanging garbage can things that are just plastic rectangle containers. Yeah. And throwing up has it's pretty much a an expected thing. It's if it doesn't happen, we need wow. to write that down. Um one or the other of them always seems to throw up. Wyatt waited until we got back from Scary Wood and was gonna throw up in the neighbor who I already have uh, difficulty 
getting along with you is going to throw up in the bark right off the edge <laughs> of our driveway. That and that's their bark. That's part of their little garden area. I'm like, right. don't throw up there. Don't throw, go. And, he, and so he, I yeah. go, we'll go to the end of the driveway. So he went and like barfed at the end of the driveway by the mailbox. That was cool. <laughs> um, yeah anyway, sweet yeah like you could i mean anywhere else but there and the bark obviously but i mean well you gotta ward off uh unwanted visitors right. and they see that vomit and they're like well not that house you look out there's just a cat going hey yeah eating it yeah well <laughs> gross uh and cats cats don't meow to me <laughs> they go hey <laughs> hey uh, so, so they both, <laughs> so they, sorry, I made myself laugh. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey. hey, sometimes they do that long one where it's like, <laughs> sometimes cats do that long one where it's like, hey, I'm a cat. <laughs> That's good. All the you know all their all cats are do, really doing when they're meowing at you is saying a different variation of the word hey yeah. anyways like, right hey hey <laughs> until you give them food and they're like then they shut up for a little bit <coughs> excuse me all right so so they both get car sick right though. well so on the way, what about the little one she does too do you, wow yeah, yeah. So all three of them yeah she's seems to be a little bit better about it but if we do like a windy trip. But it was right as we were getting into Coeur d'Alene. I was going to my brother-in-law's uh, uh, townhouse, and we were going to st- we we're staying there. Or we mm-hmm. stayed at his place um, when we went, and so I got there, and I got lost on the way because I don't do the GPS on my phone. Had me do a U-turn. On a road that I don't think you're supposed to do a U-turn on. <laughs> right, yeah. It's like, U-turn and die. Well, like, obviously. I mean, if I... I didn't think it also uh, took into account that I have a Suburban that doesn't exactly U-turn that well. Right, yeah. So I'm like up on the curb and I'm like, well, it told me to do it. And they're like, that. <laughs> anyway, but... <laughs> so we get there and they they don't get rid of the vomit. And I had to pee so bad I raced in. I mean, that was the other emergency that was on its what Like, I'm like, I'm almost like, we got to get there and we're getting stuck in traffic on the way and all that. So I go in and uh, I go, we go pee and we get driving to, uh, we're heading out to Silverwood or Scarywood and uh, one, and Cameron's back in the back seat and he gets this brilliant idea to like crack the lid on the vomit like, oh, he goes, well, he's like, oh, we forgot to dump the vomit. And I'm like, ah, oh, <laughs> why? And then uh, then I just decided to be like a fun dad for the rest of the trip. Well, I'm and sure. Yeah. It, well, no, I just uh, like I got to the point where I was just kind of like, uh, I need to not be so. Um, <laughs> so you, you were pissy irritable. before, right? Yeah. Well, I was just, I mean, annoyed. Yeah. I wasn't like super annoyed by him. At all, we had we had a good time, and I was having fun with them. But it was one of those things where I had to like kind of check myself before I was telling. Did them, you have to them check yourself before you wreck yourself? I didn't want to say that, but yes, it was. Well, a, I did say it. Thank so. you. Well, <laughs> I'm glad one of us. Anyway, uh, at a certain point, I started going into like a. I, 
I did. I affected my best Tom Brokaw impersonation, which is terrible. <laughs> Cal Ford. Well, not, not even that good. I mean, it wasn't even that good. It was yeah. just kind of like because uh, he made the comment that he thought the puke was going bad. Oh, I, and I'm like, I, you know, there's not a point. It was in a good. puke's lifetime. Never <laughs> <laughs> good. Yeah, it's a so pretty. So that's yeah. when I affect my Tom Brokaw impersonation. I'm like. The, the interest, I don't, I, I didn't, I wasn't, it, it was an approximation and I wasn't doing a Tom, I didn't seek out to do a Tom Brokaw, right. but as in my head, I was like, it's kind of a Tom Brokaw-ish, right, okay. but it wasn't Tom Brokaw close to, but right, it, right. I can't, I couldn't even do it now just because I'm too right. uh, amped up about it. But I was like, I just kind of like the interesting thing about vomit is it has a really small window of time where it's actually good. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, it's a very short shelf yeah, life on the, the vomit. Shel- exactly. The exactly. shelf life is actually, I think it's actually negative one minute. Like, it's <laughs> never good. Right. That's good. Like so that. we had some fun with it, and they giggled and had a good time. And then we we got there. Wyatt wanted to get a refund right away because he gets scared easily of things, and the clowns were coming up to him. And, like, they don't touch you. They're not supposed to touch you. But the first thing we get when no we get in there it's like a strip club. is um, this clown with her head all cocked this way. And she's and they're all like little short girls, too. So that's even creepier because they're yeah, like oh yeah. four foot five and they're coming at you. And like, I don't know. That'd be a fun job, though, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. I think a lot of these people it must be like um, like theater people. Yeah, it must they be. They have to be. It's probably like volunteer bases, too. Like just some of it has just to be. do it to for fun. Yeah. I did learn something about um, their staffing there during like normal uh-huh. season. It's like thirty eight hundred wow employees during a normal season. That's incredible. Which is, I, I believe it because they've got both of those parks, the water park and right, the yeah. main park. And they, you know, you got janitorial and all the behind the scenes stuff and running cotton candy all over and right, you know, yeah, all sorts a- of stuff. I mean, there's tons of stuff, but just to think about the scope of employees and then all of the actual like patrons that are there i I, yeah. I can't imagine how many people are there during the day but it's got to be i wonder how many staff they have on during each day right it can't be the entire 3800 obviously but, but a lot I would, I would guess probably half to two-thirds yeah i mean that's a lot that's yeah. a lot of staff wow that's incredible that is absolutely i wouldn't even have i was something you think about at all, you know. Right, so, and I just kind of heard it over to you in your 30s, too. a conversation, like, yeah. You're like, wow, 3,800, wow. Yeah, well, it was one of those, and I've always kind of thought, like, when my kids get older, that'd be a cool place for them to go work. Oh, yeah. And they'd be far, and I'd get them far away from me. <laughs> yeah, I had a friend, I had a friend <laughs> who actually worked up there during the summers, and, because uh, he's from there, and uh, he, he actually really seemed to really like that job for a long time. And I was always like, God, I wish I would have done something like that. I'd never even thought of. A I, job I think like it that. would be fun. I, um, I mean, obviously, jobs like that have a, a shelf life. There's oh yeah, it's just like working food service or anything like that. I mean, It'd get some old. people are cut out for it. Yeah, and can keep doing it forever and always. But yeah, I don't want to be like like the like some dude that's been there for like six, seven years. You know, right. But it'd be it would have been fun to do for like a summer. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's just like uh, 
you know, my boys, we have the swimming pool and I'm, and my boys have taken swim lessons and stuff. And I, I eventually think it might be cool if they got lifeguard positions or something oh, yeah. or at like a pool or at the aquatic center or something like that where they could, you know, build a skill out of something that a resource that they have available to them right, yeah. here mm-hmm. and get bet you know, to get better at. Um, whether they mm-hmm. listen to that or not is up to you guys when you're listening to this. <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah. So that's it. This is uh, dads talking about the future of their children. It's basement boys. Yeah. I want any of the children that I have. You have to be professional uh, sports players or I'll not love you. <laughs> not at all. Not, not even a little bit. I'm going to be one of those dads. <laughs> he's he's four foot one, and I want to be a pro baseball player now. I love you no matter what, as long as you do what I say. Yeah, I love you no matter what, as long as your ERA is pretty low and uh, you're you're able to throw a good curveball by the age of ten. <laughs> Everything else is just a waste of time. I'll send you after boarding school. Terrible, but true. <laughs> All right. True. All right, so so, uh, yeah. so what do we want this episode to be about? Scary wood? <clears throat> no, no. I think we alluded a little bit. I, I, at some point, we got to get into Yoko. At some point, yeah. I don't know if it, it, today's it. Do we tease it now? We could tease it. Um, we do have. Are we still planning on trying to bank two today? I I wouldn't mind that. Okay. I have the time. We could do that. Um, Maybe this episode will we do we gotta fall, we gotta close up Hogan's. We do. Um, next episode, we can bring out the Yoko. I think story. that's a great idea. I think it's a great idea. I think we should. All right. <clears throat> so, um, Hogan's. I did find it. I, I another little um, side story I was holding on to. These are little anecdotes from the week. Okay. That um, I like to bring in. You chambered them. Yeah. And well, and then I always, I never deliver on them as well as I imagine it in my head or in that moment that I have those right, yeah, yeah. things. Like I have this thing where I like to be people that I don't know's uh, inner monologue when I'm driving. Oh, okay. Like people on the street. Like the other day I saw a lady, she stopped for me to drive past her because she had walked across the street in front of me at some distance to check her mail across the street, which if I ever have to walk across the street to check my mail, right, get yeah. my mail out of a box, that's too far. I won't go to a post office <laughs> to mail anything. I had a package that was shipped to me from Amazon. This is I'm so all over the place, but I had, okay. I, I've had three things shipped to me from Amazon and every and that were miscellaneous things that I didn't order. The last thing, the third one, the third strike, what should be the right. third strike, I right. didn't even send back because I was just too lazy to put it in a box right. and a label. I don't want to print. Like, why should I have to print a label for something that I didn't order? Right, right, okay. So it was almost out of that refusal that I didn't do it, but I ended up having to pay for the fucking item because... <laughs> I didn't return it like I said I was going to do. So I had like, so now, I mean, I'm doing a really good thing and donating it to like a toy charity, but it was like a, 
it was an incredible Hulk action figure toy, and my kids have like a thousand of those fucking things. Right. Yeah. And what do they need another one for? So I just we saved it, and so we did like a it, we're giving it to a toy drive thing. So anyway, well, that's my yeah. uh, charitable contribution <laughs> is my refusal to it's a mistake. Yeah, <laughs> a mistake, and then refusal to on my act part upon. to act upon. Nice to rectify the issue in any right. way. So. So instead, I hand the mistake off to my wife to handle. Give this away to some toy. You know, there's a toy drive thing. Give that to the toy drive thing. I don't want to do it. Just you do it. I don't want to deal with it anymore. Yeah. So anyway, I have a thing where I like to enter monologue for people that don't have any idea that I'm doing it for them. Right. Okay. And so, but I drive past this lady and she's got her mail and I'm like, no, I'm looking at my mail. Look at my mailbox. Oh, I'm just gonna flip through it here at the mailbox. I'm too. I, I, I don't know why I'm doing it here, but I'm not gonna do it at the house. I wouldn't want to do that. I'm gonna look through it right here, standing at my mailbox, <laughs> and I'm long gone. But I can see her in the rearview mirror, and I'm back. I'm over here giving this monologue for right. for her, and then she starts to walk across the street, and I'm like, no, I'm gonna walk across the street, and I'm gonna hang my arms down like they're too heavy for me to carry, and <laughs> have a slouch walk, and I'm just going on and on, and then right. finally she's out of sight and safe from my right. my ridicule that she will never hear. Right. But uh, anyway, so yeah, that was my. That's pretty good. Uh, my uh, my previous job, which is at the same same place but different position, I uh, did a lot of customer service, and I would I I would always say people would walk in, and I could see them like down the hall, walk in the door, you know, and I would just know they're going to come talk to me. Yeah. And I'd always just give them this voice. I'd be like, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, me and my big dumb face have a question for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seriously, like, just, you ever, like, see somebody, like, kind of like a long face come in and you're just like, oh, uh, yeah. Me and my too long dumb face have a question for you. Like, God damn it. And you're like, I hate you. And you just don't even... When you work in customer service, you, I find that you are instantly boiling with hatred with a lot of people right when they come in. Oh, yeah. And it, they could be the nicest people on the planet, but you're just like, I, I hate you. Well, I worked on the phone in customer service for a while, taking phone calls. And mm-hmm. one of the things that um, um, I'd had a couple calls that had gone to a escalated level, we'll say. Yeah. And one of the feedback pieces is... Um, was that I seem to be easily triggered sometimes, <laughs> and uh, and then one of the notes was it almost seemed like you were laughing at the customer, <laughs> were and you dismissing them at hand? And I while and there was that, this was I mean this wasn't many of my calls, but this was one of my calls that I remember vividly. Yeah. So I was just kind of like no, and I did this kind of. <laughs> Yeah. We're, we're not going to do that. And it was just kind of like I was so tired with the conversation and it was just this con. I mean, and and it's you have to deal with this all the time in customer service, right. whether it's face to face or on the phone. But there comes a, a human point in that conversation where you're just kind of like, I give yeah. fucking what? Just stop. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're we're people. I'm trying to talk to you. You're talking to me like I'm a fuckface. So right, yeah, you know, at a certain point, I'm gonna be like, you're a fuckface. So right, yeah, I mean, yeah. You just get, eventually that 
that you drop that customer service voice too, where it's like, right. "Oh, I'm sorry, you were doing debate boo." You know, I was always like that octave higher than your normal. Oh, I'm human really voice. sorry about that. I'm really sorry to hear that. Um, yeah, and you're just like done apologizing. You're talking to me like I'm an idiot, right? And that's not to say. I mean, I was always very polite with with all my customers, but at the same time, I, I think that tone does exit your. Yeah, it does. Yeah, your your voice, and I've been on the opposite end of that. You know, I I should know better, right? Yeah, yeah. But I don't because I'll call like I've gotten into it with, excuse me, into it with Cable One. Oh, tons of times. Oh yeah, they they tried to force me. Well, they forced me into a higher plan once when we went over our bandwidth a while back, and then I yeah. got back to the plan that I was on, and I think they've heard enough people bitch since then that they've uh started slowly tipping those uh plans higher a little bit yeah i think so too because we got our i was on a 400 gigabyte plan and then earlier in the year it went up to 500 and then it just again went up to 600 but my price hasn't gone up yeah so that's good good on you cable one but at the same time some of the people have been the person that i talked to that i remember getting really upset with was just kind of like well, you did use the data. Right. And was just kind of like, it was your fault that you did that. And, I, and you know, what am I supposed to do? Not get defensive. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. <laughs> you, well, yeah, and you're then, right. You, you know what? You're right. I, I, I'm done. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. I, I used it. And, but whatever. So, yeah, I, I've been on the receiving end of verbal abuse and on the giving end, <laughs> giving of end of it. yeah 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 i remember i remember oh god just working in customer service at uh at the drugstore mm-hmm. and you know you know people come in there and there's a so many people are very self-titled you know or entitled right They're yeah it's entitled to like so many people have that whole like the customer is always right mentality and it's like I would always tell the cashiers there, the customer is always right except for when they're wrong. Right. And I, as much as you might be, think you're right, I'm not going to let you walk all over me. Well, Still. exactly. And because uh, at the end of the day, you are a person just mm-hmm. like they are. And right. You are going, you know. And, and know, it's always it's like, a, and it's always like that whole push where it's like, well, you don't want to lose that customer because you'll lose ten. And I'm like, yeah, but if I'm losing them and ten more just like them, then good riddance. Yeah, because the ten you're going to lose, you're not going to lose ten of that customer's friends unless that customer, all the, that customer's friends are all assholes. Because I've right. known plenty of assholes with plenty of nice friends. Right, and I've also known people who are like. I, uh, the whole like 10 customer thing, I don't even, I don't even know where they came up with the number. It's like, I have it's a fr- if, if I have a friend that come t- tells me like, don't ever go there ever again. I had a terrible experience, I, and, and, but I've had good experiences there. It's not like I'm just like, well, I never, if you, if you had a bad time there, then I'm done too. Guess like, we're I'm boycotting just, it. Yeah. I guess I'm going to boycott the business. And it's like, instead <laughs> I'm just like, well, that sucks, but like, I'm still going to go there. Especially like a pharmacy. Like, I'm not going to switch my prescriptions to another pharmacy. It's like pulling teeth. Yeah, well, I go, um, I get my prescriptions filled at Walgreens, and I absolutely hate Walgreens. Right. Hate them. The pharmacist always looks like her head's so far up her ass. Right. 
And the people they're helping are the worst sometimes. They're just, I mean, there's been times I've gone and they've been friendly. I'm not saying that it's been every time, but it's consistently. And then I get one prescription. I take Coumadin because I had a blood clot. And now I have to take Coumadin forever. I had a blood right. clot twice. Wow. It came, it, I had it when I was mid twenty, mid to getting late 20s. And then it came back when I went to... Uh, uh, went to work at a desk job. Wow. And so... Now that's just a thing you take. Yeah, no, it's just a thing I take. And I've had the prescription filled there many, many, many times and talked to the same person many, many, many times. Right. You would think they would put a note in their record that this person has taken Coumadin, knows what the side effects of Coumadin is, and knows what their dose is. Because it shows, they'll come up to me and it shows here that your dose is this. Well, I'm a, a gentleman in my late 30s the a person that typically doesn't take Coumadin, so I metabolize it faster than someone in their yeah. mid 70s that would okay. take it for other medical reasons. So my dose ends up typically being higher than right. somebody else. So they're always like questioning the dose. So I'm like, you went to school for this. You should know this. Yeah. Yeah. You pay you went to school for a long time and I know you're well paid to know this information. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh they but but it's just like the same thing. Even though the service is terrible where you go, it's like I, I'm not going to get it filled somewhere else. Right. Because well, that's, that's exactly a, what that's I was a saying. pain in the ass. That's a pain in the ass to switch a prescription to a whole new place. Right. I like their drive-through. <laughs> right. Yeah. I like the automation of it, and right. I, I know some places have those same things. Well, not around but this here. one not not or not around here, and this one also does a 90-day fill that most of my other most other pharmacies don't have that um in place with my insurance right so if i can do a 90-day fill and see them less a third as much as i would have to see anybody else in the valley right then i'll see the one i hate yeah i mean the less people the better yeah the less times i have to see you the better exactly but yeah i mean so i mean it's sometimes it's just it comes down to that so if i have a friend that comes up to me and says like don't go to this restaurant because it's a terrible restaurant. I was like, well, I've only had good experiences there, so I'll probably wait until my own, huh? Well, yeah, and there's been pl- times I've eaten places there. I've had bad experiences, but for some reason, I'm stupid enough to go back. Right. Well, you ever? it's just like it's the same concept as when you know somebody who knows somebody else mm-hmm. that they don't like and they don't like that person, but then they get upset at you for either liking that person or still hanging out with that person. And you're like, well, I've haven't had bad experiences with that person. So I'm probably going to leave my own, use my own judgment on this. Like I think I'm a pretty (laughs) decent judge of character. And even, even though, no, don't get me wrong. I don't even don't mind here. Let's say, okay. Rewind a little bit. (laughs) If I'm friends with a person and then I'm friends with somebody else and that somebody else tells me that this person I'm friends with does a certain thing, maybe maybe the person I'm friends with that they're telling me they're they're like, I don't like them because they'll tell they, they don't keep uh, secrets. You know, this is like very like junior high, high schooly. I'm not going to quit being friends with that person. I definitely will remember that information, though. Well, yeah, you're going to bank that information. I'll bank that information and then like, OK, maybe this is someone I'm not going to tell my Right, and then I'll just too. I'll use that information for the future to to guide how I'm going to be friends with the person that I was friends with. I'm not going to just quit being friends with them because you don't like them. Right. Because I probably don't like people that you like. 
you know, like that's that's really subjective. It's uh, it's going to come down to what you can tolerate as right. a as a as a human I mean, being. Like, what's your if own it, tolerance? If they're like, you, you know, Tony, he he's great and all, but as soon as you go to sleep, he tries to fuck you. And yeah, I'm like, well, like, I guess I just won't go to sleep around Tony. Right. Yeah. But I, it's not going to mean I don't like. I'm still going to be friends with him. Yeah. I'm just going to sleep around. I'm still going to sleep around him. You know. Then, don't be friends don't with Tony. Don't don't be friends with Tony because when you try to leave the room, he'll masturbate in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, and I'm like, hey, look, I just won't be in a room alone with him. <laughs> right. Uh, no, but it, it is like that same concept. But no, at least granted, he asks. This is kind of like the whole situation. That's kind of more of like a high school thing, like where it's like, don't be friends with them. Right. You're tossing out a scenario too. It's a scenario, and it's a it's an old scenario. I don't really have a lot of situations where it's like, don't tell them your secrets because I'll tell other people. It's like, well, I don't really have any secrets. How many secrets do you have? Too? I don't really have any secrets to start off with. And I'm also when you age. Here's the thing about aging. If you don't want secrets told to anyone, then you don't tell anyone. Yeah, exactly. That to me, like there, if, if there's things about me that I do not want people to know, I, I can't think, I cannot readily think of something off the top of my head right now, but I'm sure there is stuff that sure I will take. there's something that exists. That I will take it to my grave. Right. I wouldn't tell anybody about it. Right. So I'm not going to tell even... I'm sure there's things I haven't told my closest friends about, but also I don't tell my closest friends my deepest, darkest secrets because that makes for boring conversation. And I want to talk about other stuff that I actually <laughs> care about. Right. And also your secrets are not interesting to me. And I know if I are anything like me, my secrets are not interesting to you. Like that's not a thing that we want to talk about. Tell me your deepest, darkest secret. Right. Well, because I mean, at the end of the day, um, the the number one person that we care about right is ourselves number one right and, and so i mean i'll tell people plenty about me all day long if i feel comfortable telling people not right. i'm not gonna give them secrets but i'm just saying i'll talk about yeah. myself until i'm tired but if right. somebody else volunteers the same thing in return and i'm like Meh. right well or, or you do that thing where it's like um where like, it's like uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah yeah uh-huh. and I, i'm not gonna uh i guess that's okay so another part of it too is i'm not going to i don't want to hang out in a situation where we're getting that deep in conversation i guess like i'm gonna be 33 in a couple of weeks like I don't have I don't have time for your secrets. Life is finite at this point. <laughs> right. Like can we just talk about trivial bullshit yeah. and just I've be friends? I've got potential health problems pending. <laughs> right. Yeah, and it's like my life could be cut short sooner. <laughs> or it's like what we talked about last week. It's like yeah. I I've, I got to pay bills. Like I don't have time for that. Right. I don't have time for talking about that. And have you ever, have you ever had any friends? This is like also like a younger younger person's game, but like you have a friend tell you something and they found out you told your wife or spouse or girlfriend and they get mad that you told them. And instantly I always think to myself, you knew I was going to tell them. Yeah. I tell the spouse or girlfriend or whoever, mostly everything. Right. Except for the things I don't want them to know. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not lying. That's omitting. Right. Right. That's, that's a om- very different thing. There's some things you just have to omit. 
There's nothing wrong with that because sometimes you're protecting them from themselves. Well, and also, and I think that they're doing the same thing in turn. Oh, absolutely. Because you're you're not if who who seriously is an open book? That is there is no such thing as like a hundred percent open book. And if you're an open if you're a hundred percent open book, I don't want you for a friend. <laughs> you scare me. I don't yeah, I don't wanna I don't wanna know everything about you. It's not a thing that I wanna know. And I kinda call it I I've always kinda called it uh just playing playing your cards close to your chest. Oh yeah. Where I let things out where like, okay, so I've done stand up comedy for a long time. So I let people know that I've done things that make me kind of a piece of shit. But I'm not gonna tell you specifically what the things are. Right. I'm well, just letting you know. It's incremental too. You're going to give information incrementally based on right the relationship as it stands at that moment. Right. I'll tell people firsthand, hey, I've done things that kind of make me a piece of shit, but I'm not going to give you every bit of information on that because first off, what a waste of time. And then secondly, I also don't necessarily want you to think that I'm a huge piece of shit. Right. Yeah. Here, let me give you all this information about me that makes me a piece of shit so you can judge me right. and feel a certain way about me. Whereas, or, or... <laughs> we can continue being this friends facade of a relationship <laughs> right yeah that is what it is but we can continue being friends right and you don't know half you bleh, you don't know have to do that <laughs> <laughs> you don't know have to <laughs> you don't know how to know do none of that <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to know all the the dirty deets and why do you want to know the dirty deets right that's not a thing what's the point I I think that's a thing. The knowing secrets about people is definitely like stuff that you go through in junior high and high school. Well, and I think that's where like political stuff. That's why I think you and I both shy away from like political drama and that oh, kind yeah, of thing. Sure. Just because getting into that conversation with people can be so toxic. It, it, it's really toxic and it also it's exhausting. Because neither one of you are getting anywhere. And it's not like I'm not a person that's going to sit there and try to argue my point. No. But I get exhausted listening to people try to present me theirs and ch- and try to change my mind because my mind's been made up. Yeah, I'm a grown man. I I, I believe what I believe. And and it's not you know my mind may change based on evidence, but you're not giving me the, any of the evidence. No. You're you're not going to be like, well, have you heard this? Yeah, I have. That didn't change any. Like the part that's always also been really weird to me is when people have the same opinion on things, and then they just kind of do that preach to the choir thing where they both just kind of jerk each other off and talk about how much they <laughs> aren't. We kind of doing that now. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not gonna do it politically. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, have you ever listened to two uh, two Bernie Sanders supporters? R- right. And it's like. Uh, I mean, there was a while during the election where I wouldn't go to Hogan's. (laughs) I wouldn't do it because they're all like Bernie guys there. And it's not that I had. Yes, thank you. It's not that I had anything against Bernie Sanders. I don't care and I don't really align myself anywhere. But it's not like I want to listen to two Bernie Sanders supporters talk about how great Bernie Sanders is. That's boring to me. Right. Well, and they're all... uh, half of the information that they have is just going to be quotes from Bernie Sanders. Right. 
or if you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's always the funniest thing too. Is like when people use that person's argument to argue for them. It's just like it's just like like talking about religion when people are like, well, you know, in the Bible. You ever like talk to somebody who's like, who's like, like uh, there was a time like I'm a Catholic, and there was a time where I was very agnostic, and I would still somewhat describe myself as like I'm a Catholic leaning agnostic person. But I, I am Catholic. But okay, yeah, but I like, wasn't. I was. I did well. Just for my background, just so we could. Yeah. Um, I'm really on the agnostic end of it as well. Okay. And so I always kind of like um, been a difficult thing for me because I'm always just really mm-hmm. pessimistic about everything. Yeah. And I get really put off by. Um, posts where like on facebook and stuff where people are like i'll praying for you or i'll pray or let's pray and i'm just like oh yeah but that's what some people need that's what some people have yeah become like accustomed them, to. so them... i'm not gonna sit there and be like oh i'm not gonna pray yeah, for you. Yeah, yeah but i but i will probably not put i'll pray for you in my post so under the same lines as p- politics Religion is also really uncomfortable for me too. And one thing that I know a lot of like heavily religious people will do is was during the time, especially where I was like, I don't really know what I believe and I don't really want to talk about it. But then you would have like people who are like Christians being like, well, you know, in the Bible it says blah, 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 blah. So therefore blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, well, you know what? My Sony magazine told me that Sony PlayStation is the best, uh, like the best platform gaming system out there. Right. And while I tend to believe that cause I like Sony PlayStation doesn't mean I necessarily believe the reading material for that because it's put out by Sony and there's a little bit of a fucking bias there. <laughs> right. So just because the Bible, which is written about God gives you a bunch of scriptures that are about how God is real, I guess. Uh, you know, I don't know if I'm necessarily just going to be like, it's real because that book about that book that completely 100% promotes this religious belief told me that. So therefore I just think that. Right. So that's kind of dumb. That's a dumb argument. I don't like that. That makes me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Well, and at some point in my life, I may have some sort of epiphanous religious awakening. Right. But at this point in my life, I don't see it happening. I've only seen myself kind of move further away from right. those feelings, yeah. and it's not been in like an atheist way because I feel like atheists have their own. Oh yeah. Very like harsh agenda. Atheists, to to, atheists to me are like, just as annoying as uh, yeah. as a very Christian, the, big evangelical like very, Christian. Very atheist people. Yeah, like very like those are the ones that will post on other people's things who are like, I'll pray for you, and they're like, what what good just praying you? And it's like, shut <laughs> get off Facebook, you asshole. asshole. <laughs> God. You're not helping anyone. Like you're not helping anyone by being a troll behind your computer. Like, good God. Get a <laughs> get a hobby, get a hobby and get off of it, man. Dick Good God, <laughs> let let my grand. Or you ever have like, God damn it, you ever have like, you post something on Facebook and then like a friend posts something on it and then your family member says something on there and then you have your family member arguing with like a f- a friend of yours on there. I'll I'll literally go delete the whole post. 
I'll delete the whole thing. I'm like, you guys are not arguing on my thread. Like, for the love of God. Something that you, like, personally abandoned. And it was about, yeah, something I haven't posted on in 10 threads. (laughs) You know, I haven't said anything about it. And then I'm like, okay, well, this is out of control. Delete. And then I'm like, (laughs) and then I'm also like, also, this post was about the Cubs winning the World Series. (laughs) Like, are you fucking serious? Like, God, get off of it. This is Facebook is such a God, I hate Facebook so much. I hate it so bad. Yeah, I'm not. I'm losing my uh, appreciation for it. All right, Hogan. The only thing. Yeah, let's get the Hogan's because we skipped it last week. Sorry. We got to get to it. But we're here. So Hogan's. So we got kicked out of Hogan's. We're not allowed to do comedy. Your comedy team. Right. Yes. This is after. This is after now. We've started some funny dudes. Right. And at this time, it was no Harrison. It was just Nathan, myself, and Stephen Marone. Steve Mo, Very funny guy. Uh, Openly does uh, like a Pablo Francisco bit, but never told anybody that he made the bit up. And has openly said that Pablo Francisco is his favorite comedian taking ownership of the oh yeah pirating i guess yeah yeah i mean it's his favorite it's his it's who he's so he does like the movie voice thing right and it's absolutely it's absolutely it's he does a really good job at it. it's really funny and like i said he never ever took (laughs) took credit for it he just does the voice and he does a really good job okay so here's what happens though when you do that though is when you when you get done doing that if your set's too long then you got to call it quits. But Steve Mo and myself and Nathan were all very new at comedy and you learn as you go and sure. you're bad. You're also all three really <laughs> bad because that's what comedy is. So uh, I did my set, I think first and then Nathan went and well, we'll definitely get into Nathan's a little bit, but um, Steve Mo. Okay. So first off, okay. Okay, so this is a really hard story for me to tell because, and and, and Nathan, if you ever listen to this, I love you so much. And you are absolutely (laughs) one of my very, very best friends. And and I also want to point out that even though, like, we all three bombed so many times, and I want to point out that every single time, Nathan, Nathan bombed a ton too. We all bombed so much. And every single time for the three, four year span or whatever, Nathan would go back out there and absolutely hit it hard again and try to do his set. And there is so, I have so much respect for that because comedy is so hard. It's a fickle bitch and it's so hard. And he would go out there and fucking bomb. And then the next week he'd hit it hard again. And that is, there's so much to that. And, and uh, we all had sets where we bombed so hard and you got to do it again. I mean, you want to fucking cry sometimes. Right. You do and so for bad. exactly that reason, I didn't get into it because. Yeah, it's, I it's mean, so hard. And I, I would I honestly would never recommend anybody ever do comedy. <laughs> honestly, like it's not something. It's to get not into. for everybody. It's <laughs> I mean, I would argue it's not for anybody, but <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's so hard to do. And you you sometimes you don't get famous till you're 50. And you have to move to LA and be poor forever. Right. It's, it's so hard. So, so Nathan did his set, and during his set, um, he he this particular night, this is at Hogan's, and but I want to point out we'd only done it a few a handful of times, if that even. I Nathan could tell you how many times we've done it at this point, probably a couple. And he got up there and he did his set, and it did not go well. <laughs> and he did this thing. Um, <laughs> fuck. 
this is one of those stories where I've talked to him about, <laughs> and I'm like, I, I get, I get like this, but I start to laugh, and I'm like, I am so sorry, I am so sorry, I am so sorry, and he's like, Yeah, you seem sorry, you know. And I'm like, I'm so sorry, I love you so much, and you know, and <laughs> but I get like, I, I think it's just something about the uncomfortableness of it that makes me excitement. giddy, yeah, because yeah. because I do love those moments, I really absolutely do love those moments, and I I think it's so raw you know it's so i wish i wish if there was uh, he probably has it somewhere if not if he deleted it i totally understand but uh, so, i bet he has it didn't he because he he recorded he all of them, everything everything so he point. so he got up and did his set i don't remember what the jokes were but they didn't go over well because that now that doesn't necessarily mean that his jokes were bad i want to point out that this hogan's crowd was horrible they're a terrible crowd First off, we went up there doing kind of an open mic night thing. And open mic night at Hogan's means acoustic guitars. And when you go to open mic night at Hogan's, you're expecting acoustic guitars. Right. So when you have three assholes who get up there and take up three slots in a row, and they're terrible comedians. <laughs> this sounds almost You're going like to talk. Oh, it's exactly Hundy. like Hundy. It's a, that <laughs> feel. So they... They talked through the entire set. You could not get them to shut up. You couldn't fucking pay them to shut up. You couldn't give them money out of your wallet to get them to shut up. And they were loud. And they only got louder because they were trying to talk over us. And we're talking to microphones. They're trying to get (laughs) over us. And so they're trying to drown you out. So, And I'm sure Nathan would openly admit he bombed hard. It was one of the worst bombs ever that he did during his. And... And it was one of his first times doing it, and the crowd was heinously horrible to him. They never gave him a chance to even let him make them try to laugh. They knew right away they were going to hate him. And I think I might have went first. I can't remember. So he, we did this thing where when we did jokes, we introduced the next person after us because we didn't have an MC. So we would just do our set and then be like, hey, keep it going for Steve Mo. You know? Right. So... He's <laughs> fuck. He's doing his joke, okay? And he basically <sighs> fuck stops mid joke. <laughs> Damn it. I'm so sorry, Nathan, if you listen to this, I love you so much. <laughs> he stops mid joke and God damn it. I can't I've never been able to get through this story. <laughs> he does this thing where his <laughs> <laughs> his lip starts to quiver. Uh-huh. And just like this. <laughs> Basically like this. You can see you can see it fall apart. And he's just like this. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the shallow the short, shallow breaths. <coughs> and I laugh because Oh the, the, the having the courage to do oh. that is there's a f- and there's been By several far and times. Away, there's been more several times do. where I've done my set and it is bombing and I wanted to do the same thing and in so he did what what we all did which was like we learned it's like if it's not going well fucking bail bail get out of it yeah introduce the next one so sometimes your set could be if they give you five minutes sometimes it's three because it's not going well and they don't want to listen and of course. I think maybe at this point he was going first. And that was also a big mistake, too. We should have had him be a middle. I think he was introducing me. So he starts going. (sighs) And you could tell he's upset. 
and he had every right to be upset. It was a fucking terrible night. This is yeah. one of the worst nights of Hogan's. So he goes, uh, you know, basically just bails out of it. And it's like, hey, your next comedian is. And I think he had me go up there. And the crowd was unruly for me, too. It was horrific. And I honestly, I wish at this point, looking back on it, I wish we would have had the foresight to be like, hey, let's do a joke, then talk, then, you know, do a set, then talk. That way we could, between Nathan and mine or mine and Steve-Mo, go, let's not fucking do this anymore, you know? But Mm -hmm. instead, we did the thing where we introduced the one after us because they gave us three slots right in the middle because they wanted all the jokes to be at the same time. Right, right. So he hands it off to me. He He did not do well. To say the absolute very least, it was one of the worst ones. We were all just starting writing jokes, and they were fucking terrible. All of our jokes were so terrible. And he hands it off to me. I try to do some jokes. I get a couple chuckles. Maybe the crowd's talking over you. It's so bad. And I'm like, I got to hand this off to Steve Mo, and I haven't made them laugh either. And you're hoping that by the time the second one gets up there, the first one's made them laugh too. He didn't make them laugh. I didn't make them laugh. And I'm like, I got to get hand this over to Steve Mo now. Like this sucks. We're having him close. He's our, he he's doing Pablo Francisco jokes, but he's really good at him, and you know they'll get a laugh because people have heard Pablo, and he's really good at it. So you're like, you know, he's he doesn't give a shit. You know, he doesn't care that he's using these jokes. He's openly said it's his favorite comedian. He does his set. Right, right. So I'm like, I'm I'm dreading now. I'm like having an anxiety attack. I'm like, I gotta hand this over, and my set goes. Equally as almost as horrible as Nathan's. Nobody laughed. Got maybe a chuckle once. Um, I said a joke uh, that uh, I, I said. Um, I took a joke from another friend um, who said, "This is the joke." So we we all tell each other jokes, and we would kind of shop shop them a bit. So I used a joke from one of our other friends uh, who was like kind of starting, and I said this joke. It was like, you know, I got called a. Uh, I the other day I got called a rapist. That I look like a rapist. And I was like, you know, that's not like being called gay because there's no such thing as a rape pride parade. You know? And I, I could tell instantly just the word rape bothered them. Horrifically. Even though I'm not making a light of rape, you know, but I'm saying, you know, I'm saying I don't like being called a rapist because it's not like people are like, well, I mean, it's not my lifestyle, but I accept it. You know, that's right, the joke. Right. Like, there's no such thing as a rape pride parade. <laughs> like, you don't get a like, like, I well, I I don't like the lifestyle, but I guess how other people want to live their lives. It's not like being called gay. Like, you know, that's horrific. <laughs> so I said that joke, and it did not go over well at all. And I'm like, oh my god, I just ended my set with a rape joke that are basically saying rape that they are gonna hate. They hated it, and I'm like, well. <laughs> Give it up for Steve Mo. <laughs> yeah, fucking poor Steve comes out and he does his first part, which is this bit, which is actually his original material. And he's talking about how he about does like this whole bit about driving drunk home, uh, which actually does pretty well. He's talking about how he's like got one eye open and, you know, he does this whole f- funny thing. I can't describe it because only he could. It's actually actually kind of funny. I it's, think I've seen a video it's actually, of, I think he yeah. probably done it more than once. Yeah, yeah, he had. And he it's, acts it out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he acts it out. He's on a stool and uh, it's kind of gross subject matter because driving home drunk is obviously not ideal or good at all. But uh, but right. every, but everyone has kind of done something. But it's relatable like. in that people have done stupid shit before, right? So he's you know, and he's so he kind of does 
this bit, gets a few laughs, and we're like, okay, this is fine. So then he does uh, he does his movie voice thing, and he didn't he wouldn't do like an entire uh, like Pablo Francisco bit. He would he would only just he just borrowed the movie voice thing. So he actually came up with his his own bit, his own his own material, but just inspired and using the Pablo Francisco movie voice thing. If that makes sense, yeah. So he does that, gets a few laughs. People are able to identify with it because they've heard kind of the same thing before. So, okay, we're like, all right. Right. But then he, so he, see, I think he, in his mind, I couldn't tell you what he was thinking, but I think in his mind, well, I'm getting a couple laughs. Maybe I'll keep going. Maybe it'll kind of clean up the first two guys who didn't do very well at all. Right. And, but then he kind of freezes. Because after this point, he doesn't have any more jokes written because none of us have. There's nowhere else to go. There's nowhere else to go because none of us have more than five minutes worth of a set written. And he's encroaching into like six, seven minutes, you know, at this point. Right. Nothing else. So what does he do? I think he just kind of bails and he says this thing. I don't even remember exactly what he said, but then he's like, says something about natives. Now, if you're not from this area, we have a tribe that's very close, 15 minutes away. A lot of natives in the area. I don't know that there's any natives in the bar at the time, but he says something about natives. And it wasn't, I'm going to say it was not like racist. I think he was just mentioning natives. I think he was making reference to the fact that uh, you can't go into Ross. I think this was the joke. You can't go into Ross and find all the good clothes because all the natives have already gone in there and got all the Echo and FUBU first, (laughs) which is... Not an amazing joke, but it's kind of funny and also it's actually very true to the area. Right. And and that's all he said. It's not it's not the most on color joke. It's kind of funny. Uh especially from the area. That crowd went from you know very loud for Nathan and I to kind of quiet, actually a little engaged for him, still groups of people still talking, <laughs> right? To yeah fucking silent pin drop wow and you could just tell oh oh no this is bad so he gets done he sets the mic down and uh they they come to us afterwards and they're like well obviously you know that wasn't that was uncool i think he might have left which was probably good news because they this is kind of a liberal crowd so saying jokes like any joke like that is does not work in that crowd. Right. Right. And not, not, this, not that it's like a liberal thing, but it's just like, they're very much social justice and like, it's kind of social justice warriors and the jokes and admittedly the jokes, not great. The rape, the rape pride joke is not great. Um, you know, and then Nathan's jokes were all it's kinda, no joke about boy pussy. That's for sure. Right. For sure. <laughs> so he, uh, <laughs> So they came up to us Jesus. and they're like, well, you know, those jokes were uncool, blah, 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 you know, and then I was like, okay, well, great. And they didn't tell us that night that we weren't going to be allowed to come back. Now, fast forward a couple of days, we get an email or a text. I can't remember. Nathan would remember saying that we can't come back to the bar and uh, we can't come back and do jokes. Now, this is what, this is actually what ends up being the final verdict is that we can't come back to the bar because we were telling rape jokes and racist jokes. That's it. No context. No, not that the context was great, but we were telling rape jokes and racist jokes. That's it. Wow. 
Um, no, this is the, the same guy that told told the owner that we were telling those jokes. Is the same one that got us kicked out of Cantor's. He worked there as well. So the same guy. <laughs> so, so did you get kicked out of Canners first? No, we got kicked out of Hogan's first. You got kicked out of Hogan's first. Yeah, so, so you walked so, in the Canners and oh, that guy's yeah, like, oh, we saw fuck. him. We were like, great, fucking great. And it's the same situation too where the Didn't you owner. Use that same joke at Canners? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I stood, by, wasn't that joke I stood by the rape pride joke. I don't think it's a bad joke. I think no. it's it all depends on delivery. Maybe there's a better way to deliver it. There probably is, but but I don't I, know what it I is. I haven't yet. tried it since. <laughs> I never will again. <laughs> uh, and and he, you know, so he told the owner of the of Cantor's or the manager the same exact thing. And we got a and in both in both cases, the owner was not there. And we got like a email or a text saying like, you know, we do not condone rape jokes or racist jokes or anything like that. And like, we're not going to let you in here. But that is ultimately the night that we got kicked out of Hogan's. Kind of the same story as Cantor's, except for, uh, I mean, we did bomb. I mean, if they would have said like, hey, you guys are just too bad. We don't want you in here anymore. I would have been like, well, that is fair enough. <laughs> right. <laughs> fair enough. We are bad. We are so bad. Well, and maybe, I mean, it could have been like a thing to um, spare feel like trying to spare feelings and maybe, maybe and maybe and they're like you know the 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 texture of your jokes was inappropriate right. and i also think though but also you know the, the, i mean it would have been better to be like the you thing, know you guys really struggled up there and maybe you know yeah polish your stuff and right you know, try we had no right we had no right being in there and the the other thing about it too is i if i remember correctly uh when we left there that night we were not going to go back there anyway so it wasn't like this huge it had been decided yeah we had already decided between the three of us that we were not going to try to do jokes during open mic night because it wasn't a it wasn't for comedy it wasn't a a free form to come in and do your jokes it was a uh we're doing the open mic night. You can come in and have this space in between our our acoustic music. That's what they're there to hear because they're actually not there to hear anything. They're there to talk, but it's okay to talk over acoustic music, I guess. Right. In that setting. In that setting. Right. But, you know, for comedy, it's a listening show. Well, and that was, you know, similar to what we ran into for the 100th episode, too, was we were kind of running into that same kind of audience where there wasn't you know they weren't really there i mean if you said something strong enough to catch their right attention they might pay attention for a couple minutes but they're really waiting for you to stop yeah keeping their attention so they can well i mean just the fact if we would have learned if i would have learned from the hundredth episode we would have learned they're talking louder to talk over you they don't want to hear this you know and it was like we we were talking to those microphones and they're getting louder and louder and louder and it's because they can't hear themselves over you. They don't want to listen to the show. They don't want to hear what we have to say. We should have known when Nathan went and then didn't do well, we shouldn't have kept going. But we did. We tried. You yeah. Know? And, but, you know, not for the sake of anything sane. But anyway, that's my story. That's how we got kicked out of Hogan's. Nice. Yeah, we didn't learn from hundredth. <laughs> we did not learn. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I teased my famous joke from yes. the hundredth episode that just yes. like set me off. Like, okay, we're done listening. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Anyway. Yeah, well, they, they were done with 100th before we even started the show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Have you listened to any more of that? No, not yet. I want to try to get through it to see if the rap's in it. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're going to have to talk more about 100th and just talk about that. We'll have so. to go into further detail for yeah. sure. All right. Anyway, uh, look at look on Facebook for us. Catch us on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, Follow me on Twitter at Yonimus Prime. Sorry. That's okay. Stepped over you. No, that's okay. Follow me on Twitter at Yonimus Prime. Facebook, Basement Boys 2. Follow him on Twitter at Basement, Boy, Basement Boys 2. Yeah, uh, Basement make, Boys 2 YouTube is available. You can go out and I subscribe guess. to that. It's not doing anything right now, but we're we will. we're getting ready to maybe even stream from there when we do our shows. Yeah, so. I think so. Uh, also, make sure you check out uh, klcz.com, uh, sports program with Derek and Zach. It's a show I work on in my off time. My other off time. The other off time. The other, other off time. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. Next, uh, well, next time. We'll Catch see you, next you on time. the flippity flip. No! <laughs>